group of protesters were gathered when they heard of another police shooting in Burnsville, Minnesota, so they headed there. But they turned back when they found out the victim was white. Then when the police in Ohio fatally shot a black teenage girl who was about to stab another girl, protesters gathered that night. The New York Times ignored the obvious evidence and painted that shooting as a tragic use of force against a girl with a tough childhood. The social justice movement in America has ignored the most glaring source of remedy for the nation's ills. People should have consulted the manufacturer's manual to discover how to fix a defective product. Let's get some clear distinction about what's going to happen to the invention of the human race when the troubleshooting guide is ignored. We need to ask the right questions. Today's Life Journey's message strikes at the heart of what we must do to change directions when we are facing an insurmountable obstacle. Whether it be national or personal, learning to ask the right question is going to be instrumental. God often doesn't answer our questions because they're the wrong questions. My daughter called the other day and said they had just lost hundreds of dollars of food. After being away for a few days, they found the refrigerator had quit. Why did this happen? Why was the refrigerator quitting? It had happened before, and they had reset the Gronfeld circuit breaker, but it kept tripping every few hours. At first, I thought she could organize a protest. The refrigerator clearly was put in the house by a landlord who wanted to ruin their lives and drive them out of the house. He was clearly discriminating against this. A little application of social justice would surely fix the problem, right? She may have thought it was a pretty good idea, but then decided against it because all the paid protesters were busy. It seems that there's a shortage of these in these days. So I suggested that she get a new refrigerator and send the bill to their landlord. Then tell the newspapers that he was deliberately inciting violence against her family by sabotaging their food supply. No one would rent from him. But then maybe they didn't want to take the chance of spending so much money with no guarantee that they would be reimbursed. It was then that it hit me. She ought to look at the manual and see what was wrong with the electrical circuit. Why spend hundreds of dollars if the solution was much simpler? The Gronfeld circuit breaker that the refrigerator had been hooked to kept tripping. It was designed to keep them safe if the appliance was connected to it had an electrical problem or was operating near a water source. Further reading about the special breaker revealed that it should not be used on a refrigerator at all because the compressor generated electrical surges that could trip a ground fault breaker. In fact, the manual showed that a refrigerator didn't need to be on such a circuit breaker. It gets complicated in life, doesn't it? The wrong question was, what's wrong with this refrigerator? The answer was found by asking the right question. Why is this happening? Why was the circuit breaker, which was operating properly after all, still allowing such a big and expensive problem? With today's issues in America with police shootings, voting controversies, gross media bias, exploding political corruption, violent riots that are actually financially supported by certain influential people, the right question hasn't been asked of the manufacturer. Why? Is God allowing this? Because he clearly is. 
In the mid-80s, God had started working in a very miraculous way in our church. My two daughters' births were a direct result of God touching my wife. It was stunning. Yet a few people were giving me a very hard time. Part of the reason was my own youth and inexperience, and part of it may have been their own attitude. Be part of the solution, I thought. But what either I or other people thought, whatever differing narratives we all had, were of no help. The question I learned to ask God was simple, really. God, you knew this was going to happen, and it doesn't look good, but you allowed it, and I know you allowed it for a reason. Now, this is very important. The trial is never really about the mere circumstances. Trying to change the circumstances that God is allowing never works well. What's important to understand from his instruction manual is why things are often allowed to go wrong. The black families in America struggle under varying degrees of racism. Why does God allow it? Abortion has become a plague and homosexuality has come unhinged. Why does God allow it? Political corruption and, well, many, many injustices are being allowed. In the Bible, we see God allowing everything from the crucifixion itself to the martyrdom of the saints to Israel being overrun by enemy nations. Why does God allow it? We react to what we perceive to be injustice, yet we very, very often don't see the injustice on a bigger scale. Neither do we see God's remedy for injustice. Now, before we look at some answers, we need to know this. What will happen when the world just refuses to read the manufacturer's manual on how to fix a broken human race that's filled with injustice? If the nation and the world reject God's answer, they will turn to another form of government other than God's. If we can't legislate God's moral virtue and solution for humanity, not necessarily through the government, but just through our influence, what's God going to do? The Tower of Babel showed that he divided the people into different groups, lest they become united and then destroy the entire world. He allows division so humanity can't be united against him to destroy itself. The historical record of Noah also shows what God will do when the thoughts and imagination of the human race goes totally out of control. Destruction will come. Finally, the book of Revelation shows us what is going to happen when mankind unites in one world government against God. To try to alleviate what we call human injustice our own way will result in this world being unable to sustain itself. It will be destroyed. I learned that when God allows me to experience injustice, He has a reason and a remedy. His ultimate remedy is the cross. When we were unjust, Christ died for us. Love with moral standards is the high ground, and human potential to solve its own problems is in fact near the very heart of the problem. Cancer can't heal cancer. Sin can't overcome sin. But God will use tragedy to create triumph. Now listen carefully. He will use injustice against me to break me of my own trust in human potential, pride, ego, and mere human wisdom and reason. You see, we absolutely can't use carnal weapons to destroy a spiritual enemy, and the enemy 
is a corrupt spirit in the human heart. It has become darkened and deceived to one purpose, as in the Garden of Eden. We don't take God's word seriously. Now, these last moments here are very important. Manufacturer's Manual says, The just shall live by faith, and justice will only be established then by faith. Anything else will only hold the darkness at bay until we're internally debilitated as human beings. God is a God of justice. The prophet Micah said, The Lord requires of man to walk justly, love mercy, and live humbly with God. I've learned and observed for many, many years that when injustice comes my way, God is often going to use it to change me, not someone or something else. What the devil meant for evil, he meant for good. When injustice strikes, my first response must be to take the beam out of my eye before I think about taking the speck out of someone else's. I've also learned that the first and foremost area of change that God wants to work on is not merely my sins, but my neglect or transgression against the remedy for sins, injustice, and corruption. We can't fix the problems until we learn to use the right set of tools. You can't cure cancer with snake oil. In America, we're trying to fix heart disease with the wrong cure, and God won't have it. Until we are humbled by our injustices and learn to embrace mercy for those who have inflicted them on us and do the just thing because of our own transgressions, we will make no lasting progress. If the black man wants to fight injustice, he will lose. If the conservative wants to criticize and accuse, he will lose. If the corrupt politician wants to force his will, he will commit suicide by his own deception. Surrender to the will of God and the remedy of the cross is not giving in to our enemies. We're not here to defeat them. We're here to win them. We are here to change our ways so that God can work through us to help change their ways. When we sin, or when our nation is bound in sin, we must accept the fact that we can't change it, or stop it. Instead, when we learn to stop sinning against the remedy for sin, and we start living in the mercy of God, and we embrace honest humility, everything will start to change.